0: Thanks for being with us. Well, it wasn't that long ago we were talking with Kyla Lee. She is a lawyer at Acumen Law, but we weren't talking about any legal cases. We were talking about the fact she was a presumptive case of COVID-19 and was going into quarantine. Well, let's check in with her now to see how things are going. Kyla Lee joins me on the line. Hello to you. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, we were just trying to do the math on how long ago it was that you got back from the United States, then went into quarantine. So how long have you been in isolation?
1: Um, for almost three weeks exactly now, um, Since I guess since I was quarantined, and
0: more than three weeks since I've been in isolation. Right. And I know you were, you were tweeting about the fever and some of the, the symptoms and what you were feeling. Uh, how are you feeling now? I'm feeling great
1: now. I've had uh, now uh, about 48 hours since I've had any symptoms of COVID-19. No fever, no coughing, uh, nothing left over. So
0: I'm feeling great. (laughs) (laughs) That is good to hear. Uh, What was the worst of it?
1: The worst part um, was nights, and especially um, around day uh, seven or eight, um, I had some really bad nights where my fever was really high. I had a lot of trouble breathing, a lot of chest pain. I had to go sit outside, turn all the heat off in my house, turn all the fans on, sit in front of the fan, and just try and focus on
0: breathing and getting back to sleep. And did you ever at any point think you would have to go to the hospital?
1: Um, I didn't. I was lucky because my mom and my sister are both nurses. So I was able to check in on um, with them every time I was feeling worse. And they would tell me, no, you're not at a point where you need to go to the hospital. And here's what you need to look at, um, to look out for that. So I was lucky to be able to have that contact because I think if I hadn't, I probably would have been thinking maybe I should be going to the hospital. I can barely breathe right now.
0: Yeah, that's nice to have the, the medical resources so close to home.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, What do you say to people then that are still uh, thinking that it's not that big of a deal? We're still hearing from people who aren't isolating when they come home and aren't taking those uh, precautions. What do you say to those? That
1: they're insane. I mean, you're you're insane. We know from Dr. Bonnie Henry that this is out in community. We hear about new cases every day that aren't cases in care homes. So we know there are community positive cases. You're rolling the dice with your life and with the life of your loved ones because if you get a mild case and you transmit it to somebody that you live with or somebody that you've been around in close contact with, um, you know, that person could die. And you don't want to be responsible for that. I can't imagine having to live with knowing that you behaved so irresponsibly that you caused that much suffering to another person.
0: And as far as you know, because you did go into isolation when you got back and then uh, developed symptoms, did you pass it on to anybody?
1: No, nobody uh, that I was with before I went into isolation developed any symptoms. So, as far as I know, I did not pass it on to anybody. Thankfully,
0: <laughs> that that is a good thing. So you feel you feel good. Are there any residual sickness sickness or any residual feelings of of, of being ill?
1: No nothing that I can tell. Um, I'm not sure yet whether my sense of taste and smell have come back fully because I've been isolated in my house. I haven't had any opportunity to go somewhere where I would smell anything different than what I'm smelling every day. So that's the one thing I'm curious about because a lot of people have said that your sense of taste and smell never returned the same way that they
0: used to be. So it'll be interesting to see when I leave my house what that's like. Uh, That is interesting because those symptoms too aren't universal. They've been different. We've heard reports from some people who've said they've lost lost their taste and smell. And that was a sign of it. So you did lose yours.
1: I didn't lose mine completely, but it was really altered. So my taste was very dulled. I basically just put a lot of garlic on everything (laughs) I ate at home, um, because that was something that I could taste and it made
0: food more enjoyable. All right. When where's going to be the first place you go then when you can finally get out and start getting back into the community?
1: Uh, this is kind of silly, but McDonald's. <laughs> I was really craving uh, a cheeseburger the entire time I was at home, and I couldn't get one. So, mm.
0: all right, and not that we're encouraging. I know people will hear that and think I'm <laughs> encouraging you to go out to when we're all being told to stay home. But that's so we're allowed to go and get food and do it safely. So, uh, definitely. Um, um, I hope you enjoy uh, the McDonald's. Uh, will you take will. <laughs> any extra precautions as far as wearing a mask, or will you do anything differently as you kind of re-enter society? Um, I don't have any any mask but I might put a
1: scarf over my face I mean what I'm hearing from Dr. Bonnie Henry and other people is that I have an immunity but I don't know um, and there's no way for me to know whether I still have particles of virus in me so to protect other people I think that's the appropriate course of action and of course I'll be observing all of the social distancing thing and make sure to bring Lysol wipes so if I touch
0: anything I can wipe it down afterwards. All right. Sounds like you've got that uh, figured out. I wanted to ask you as well, you tweeted out uh, several hours ago that you're also going to be running to be a bencher for the Law Society of BC. That sounds very exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. (laughs) So what does that entail? Um, ventures are essentially like the volunteer board of governors for the law society. So they deal with um, uh, amendments to the law society rules, professional discipline issues. They serve on committees that make um, policies for the law society, like truth and reconciliation, um, rules committees, practice uh, standards, those types of things.
0: All right. And, and how do you actually become a venture? You have
1: to be elected. Um, so uh, this election is for lawyers in Vancouver. Um, and there's an election. Uh, votes are taking place from May, May 5th to May 19th. And then the person who gets the most votes gets to (laughs) be (laughs) the venture.
0: Interesting. Now, did you come up with that? Because I would imagine when uh, people are isolated and in quarantine, because it's such a a rare thing for so many of us, not so much now that there's a pandemic, but uh, not many people, I think, have spent that much time alone isolating. What happened to your kind of mental state and things that you thought about or maybe planned for in the future?
1: Well, I mean, for me, I've, I've always been the type of person that's focusing on, you know, how I can make the most out of whatever situation I'm in. So for me, it's been planning on how am I going to set myself up to be in the best position to resurrect, you know, the business when I'm when I'm able to be back at work, to deal with my clients' files, um, and to use the lessons that I've learned from having to work remotely to make processes at work, um, and in general, more efficient, um, and to improve communication strategies. So just
0: trying to find the silver linings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it there. And great to hear that you're back and you're mended and back and ready uh, to get that fast food (laughs) cheeseburger. Uh, Kyla, thanks so much for joining us uh, and sharing your experience with us. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me.